it's great, especially in COVID, to be able to meet people via dating apps. Like, if we didn't have that, what would you really do? Welcome back to Off the Gram, the show where we bring you straight into the trenches with us to help you live your best life, channel your inner girl boss, and navigate the ever-changing landscapes of wellness and social media. Hey, gang. Hey. Heidi here. So today is our official kickoff to Valentine's Day show. We have a jam-packed extravaganza all about love. So buckle your seatbelts. We're going to talk to two guests today with two unique viewpoints on love, sex, and relationships, or ships, as we learned is the new cool slang word. I guess I'm just we're too, not that We're cool. too old for that, Heidi. <laughs> we are old. We are too old. Oh, but it's good that we're staying young by these interviews. So we're going to be chatting with Jordana Abraham, founder of Betches Media, as well as relationship entrepreneur on dating in the age of social media and how her app, Ship, lets you bring your friends in on the fun. So fun. Hey, guys, Christine here. So we're also going to be chatting with the fabulous Holly Parker. For over 20 years, Holly has been a Barracuda real estate agent for Douglas Element in New York City, brokering deals for the world's most powerful people. And now she can add author to her list of accomplishments. Back on the Market, A Realtor's Guide to Love and Life shows us how real estate is like love. She shows us how we can apply the same principles she uses to sell a home to marketing ourselves in life and love in all the right ways. Oh, can't wait for that. All right. So this is Jamie. Well, speaking of optimizing our love and sex life, our sweat this today is definitely going to make you sweat. Okay. Are you guys ready for sweat this? Cause this one's really good. I mean, Christine and I are like waiting with bated breath. I need a collective <laughs> readiness because this one's like a little spicy. Okay. I mean, I love spice. <laughs> Get ready. ready for you. <laughs> Get ready, girls. Jimmy Jane was founded on the inclusive principle that everyone deserves to experience shame-free sex positive pleasure to empower their overall well-being. They believe that sexual wellness should be unapologetically fun, adventurous, and well, insanely hot. Okay, guys, I gotta be honest. Like, I I I don't know about you guys. When I was younger, I was more into the idea of like sex toys and all that crazy stuff because I think that you you feel like when you're young that in order for a guy to think you're hot, you have to be like that cool down for anything girl, like adventurous, like I'm so down. And now that I'm happily married, I'm like, I'm just settled down. I mean, we, ha- George and I have amazing chemistry. So I just, I don't, I was never like seeking over the last several years, but like, I will say that after several years of marriage, I don't know about you guys, but I realized recently I needed to space things up and I actually didn't know where to start. Do you guys remember that earlier this summer I told you in during one of our episodes, it might've been with Mara Scavacampo, I can't remember, but I said I bought like a book. I was like reading yes, this like, yes. book on like, and of course it was like Eastern philosophy, yin yang, way into like sexual like- Tantra. Yeah, <laughs> like literally like turning your space back on. And I kind of realized like, I don't think I can read myself into this one. This is not like an intellectual, like, this is not how this is done. Like, I, it, maybe it's time to take matters into my own hands. Does it come with a video? Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, okay, I'm all about exploring what's possible with Jimmy Jane. And obviously, what better time than Valentine's Day? So I was all over their website last night. And I mean, all over it. I was telling, okay, I got to tell our listeners, I was telling the girls that before we, before we started recording today, like, so I was up like trolling through their website at like one in the morning. Cause I was 
fascinated and I wanted everything. And I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this video. on. I don't even know what it was. It was probably something I had never heard of because like that, I'm that uncool now. And I accidentally pressed play and George was sleeping. And it was like, for all of your clitoral stimulation and pleasure needs. And I was like, sorry, sorry. I thought I thought we were on mute. I thought we were on mute. But like... <laughs> At least we weren't at like Pine Ridge Dude Ranch with our families, James, and oh like God. the kids were in the room without a door. In the room. <laughs> Luckily, they would have no, our kids are too young, but there's really no shame in my game. I have no problem talking about this stuff. And you know that. I, I want to say, like, I'm sorry that Megan's not on this show today because Megan and I are maybe a little more like sex positive, sex forward. I would say Heidi and Christine are playful, flirtatious. They're happily married, but like they're a bit more coy conservative yes <laughs> they clutch their pearls let's be real Waspy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you said that there's some awesome massaging oils yeah. and things like that so no, there's there's all sorts of stuff. And you know what I like the most, guys? When I was going through their website, like you can immediately see what makes Jimmy Jane different. Okay. So they have like, it's really about inclusivity and dispelling shame and celebrating sexual wellness. And even the models they use are nothing like what you're used to seeing on a sexual product website. Like you're not going to see cheesy lingerie catalog looking models with like a come hither look. It was like real modern looking women, size inclusive, diverse, like modern looking humans, right? Men, women, couples, single, like everything to kind of represent and normalize the conversation around sex and pleasure. And I, I seriously love everything about that. I'm really, really into that. So I think George is going to be super stoked that I'm like, I think all of our husbands are going to yeah, be super stoked. Yeah. Oh yeah. But like they do have, it's not just, you know, like sex toys and things that you can use alone or with a partner, but it's like massage oils, sensual candles, like all sorts of great stuff. So I mean, I think I'm going to pick out some oil. He can definitely give me a massage on Valentine's Day. I'll allow it. um, (laughs) How how magnanimous of you. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know, maybe it's like a fun vibrator or some other things. I mean, look, I am a happily married woman, but like, I'm also an, I'm a grown ass woman. Like I just had an anniversary. How many years? I just had an anniversary of eight years and we went away for one night and it's like, it's so embarrassing to talk to your mom about it. She's like, where are you going for one night? I'm like, I don't know. Mom, does it matter? You know, we're like, I just need a night away with my husband, but I'm, I wish I had had this then, but Valentine's day would be a great round too. And I'm, I'm so down for it. So by the way, you can filter, um, beginner, intermediate or advanced on on their website. So if you girls are feeling like, like you need to like dip your toe in the water. They have something for you. Heidi and um, I will do beginner. Yeah, we're good at beginner. <laughs> but we can work. We can work our way up to some expert level sexiness, right? Oh, we'll, have report, we'll report back to you. Yeah, Definitely. look forward to the so, challenge. So JimmyJane.com, guys, go on. They have amazing Valentine's Day packages and a whole V Day gift guide. I'm super here for it. Yay! Amazing. So, should I segue into our topic? Please. <laughs> no awkwardness whatsoever, no, Christine. I'm just the same color as my pink top right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, back on the market is a realtor's guide to life, love, and dating, and the multitude of challenges that come with it all. Holly Parker has sold eight billion dollars of luxury real estate throughout her career as one of Manhattan's most successful brokers. Through her humor and quick wit, she connects common real estate terms to everyday life, making back on the market fun and unforgettable. It's a great read. After seven years of marriage, Holly found herself falling out of contract as a newly divorced woman reluctantly facing the prospect of being back on the market. She understands that life is transactional, whether it's a business decision or those we spend our time with. So she took her skills as a master real estate agent and applied everything she knew to getting her life back. 
cleverly told through the eyes of a realtor, Holly depicts the perils of life, love, and dating, whether it's dealing with first-time buyers, those who have romanticized version of what they think they want and what they actually have, the value of curb appeal, fixing the foundation of a damaged home, not listing before you're ready to sell, staging, and so much more. It's really great. So hi, uh, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you so it's much. so clever. It's great. <laughs> It really is so clever. And can I just say the backstory here? So Holly is like, I'm going to just call it like Holly, your family. Okay. This is our first time actually meeting, but um, Holly uh, wrote the book with a woman named Laura Morton, who is the most incredible, one of the like uh, most New York times, bestsellingest authors, right? She's like a very, very well, well renowned author who also wrote a lot of my mom's books with her. Um, And so Holly kind of came into the family through that. And I've been hearing about this book since long before it published. I could not wait to get my hands on it. And it is so cute. It, uh, Christine and I were saying last night, it kind of reminds us of like a sex in the city take on, on life, the way you frame things yes. up. So, so can you like, can you tell us how you came up with the idea? Have you been likening real estate terms to your love life forever? Or is this something that you, that kind of came about when you were, when you were kind of having, getting the second chance? I, um, well, thank you for all of that, Jamie. And I just adore Laura. And I hope that this is her 22nd New York Times <laughs> bestseller. So um, we are holding our breath on that one. But the idea of back on the market, there's so many times with sellers. So I've been doing this now. This is my 26th year in the business. And there's so many times where the seller really wants to take the wheel and tell you what to do. And they can't help it, right? And so they're saying, you need to call that buyer back and you need to tell them that they need to put in an offer. And the response to that is, we've already reached out twice. And if we do it again, even if they do want to put an offer in, it's not going to be the one that you want. And they have this puzzled look on their face. So you make it relatable. It's like this. If we call them one more time, it's like calling that person at one in the morning to come on over. You're going to be, you're going to get a response, but it's not going to be an engagement ring. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Not perfect. Right. That, that's the you up. <laughs> yes. The you up yes. of real estate. The yeah. you up. And they're endless. Once you start diving in there, they are endless. And then of course I did find myself back on the market and I did have that moment where I was on the phone with an agent and he had just started and I'm giving him all this advice because I was the more experienced agent. And then he said, well, what's going on with you? What's going on with your life, love life? And I'm like, Oh God, (laughs) Oh, it's bad. It's not good. And he said, Oh my gosh, listen to you. When you talk about real estate, you're a whole nother person. You're so confident and you don't even pause. You just are like, bang, 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 bang. This is the marketing plan. And this is how we're going to do this. And then as soon as we get over into dating, you're like this little girl. And as soon as he said that, I, I really did. And it's in the book. And I, I wrote it for Laura that day that um, I showed up to meet her with my little, my little chapters that I had written. I knew what I needed to do in that moment. I knew that I was the double wide brownstone, the penthouse overlooking Central Park and that very special property because those don't, sometimes they sell in a second, most of the time, because there are limited buyers 
for those special, special gem properties, it takes a while. And what do you need to do when you're the agent? You need to perfect your property. You need to fix your price and you need to sit back and just wait for the right one and not get desperate or disconnect to your property or not, or lose, lose sight of what it actually is. Oh my God. I love that. I love that. <laughs> well, wait, so it all started with the fixer uppers, right? Cause like, I, I love that you kind of go into some of the stories of like the guys with the good bones or the forever renters, or can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, we've all, we've all met the fixer upper, right? Where you're like, I could do this. This is a total gut. Is it a total gut or is it a facelift? Um, <laughs> literally and figuratively. Right. And then the the forever renter, I mean, the guy that's 50 years old and super charming. I mean, you could be any age, but, but the guy that has constantly been dating and dating and dating and dating. And you sit down and you say, you know, what is the longest that you've ever dated someone? Four months. I got a four months one time from a 45 year old bachelor. Oh my gosh. Four months, you guys. And so I was. What's wrong with you? (laughs) That guy. (laughs) Jack, I'm like, that is too much training to do. There's no way. There's no way. So did you see um, like any red flags that like when he told you before he told you that, do you see any red flag? Like, could you pick that out? What that that could be problems or you would have had no idea if he didn't tell you that. He so, was so smooth, mm. like butter, well, like and butter. Sort of like a house, right? Because like some people on appearance are so amazing and you want it. And then you sort of like start to open the doors or the drawers <laughs> and it's like crappy craftsmanship and right. Your hand. Yes. Oh, oh, this is um, not attached. <laughs> <laughs> right. Looks may be deceiving. <laughs> Looks can often be deceiving. Totally. So we're coming up on Valentine's Day, which is historically a time when people are bummed if they're single, right? So probably even Mm -hmm. more so for this year because dating has been so hard in COVID. Do you have any advice for someone who's feeling like stuck and overwhelmed right now? Oh, I have so much advice for that person. That person is really who I wrote this book for. So um one, buy the book. I think it might make you feel better back on the market. It will make you laugh and give you a marketing plan. But what you really do on Valentine's Day, the, the, the purpose of the book is really to fall in love with yourself, marry yourself and be your own best friend. And I take you through that whole roller coaster in the story. So what could you do on Valentine's Day? Somebody said this to me recently, and maybe it was Elise, but... Somebody said, you know what? I've had so many birthdays and I've decided that instead of waiting for that person to plan that my birthday and get disappointed and mad, I've decided that, you know, I've come to an age where I recognize, you know, who plans the best birthdays? I do. I plan the best birthday, so I'm going to plan my own birthday. And so why don't we do that with Valentine's Day this year, mm-hmm. right? For every everybody, because yes. let's face it, even though you're with, you have a partner, they can really screw that up and, yeah. and often do. And then we're disappointed and there's tears and you're depressed and, you know, maybe you become single after, who knows? But let's just take that into our own hands. And you know what? Let's get ourselves a beautiful Valentine's Day gift. Let's walk ourselves through what that day looks like. Is it a beautiful walk? Is it like, you know, on my birthday, I literally read a newspaper in my bed with a cup of coffee, which I haven't done for all of COVID. (laughs) That was just like, you know, amazing to me. So setting it up and figuring out what is the best 
Valentine's Day gift to yourself. Of course, it can be, you know, the traditional have a bath and, you know, a spa night. And, but listen, dude, that is not underrated. A nice glass of wine, some music, a beautiful candle in, in a bubbly bath. I mean, come on, girls. It could be the best Valentine's Day you ever had. It's true. Amen. It's like the little Absolutely. things, especially now. You just want to feel special in any way, shape, or form. Um, but also, like, if you're someone in a relationship, should should we be refinancing our mortgages? <laughs> I love um, that. Every couple of yeah. years or, you know, like, what advice would you give people to reevaluate or reassess the relationship they might be in if it's, you know, 10, 20 years long? So I love that so much. I love that so much. So here's the thing. When anything is guaranteed, right? Then like if we were guaranteed to be skinny our whole lives, would we still go running? No, of course not. So why would we just say yes, forever and always, and you don't even have to work at it. We need to go back and refinance, or as I say, redo your contract. And I always joked that marriage should be five-year contracts. And then you can just be like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to renew. I mean, the underwear on the floor, it's really getting to me. I'm not so sure. And my husband's thing is my underwear. What about your hairdryer out? I mean, honestly, I could go insane with the hairdryer always being out. So it's like, you know what? I'm going to trade you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sit down and you renegotiate the contract. I will trade you one hairdryer for uh, the underpants on the floor. Done. <laughs> It's so true. And the poor, I mean, I have to stick up to the guys or at least for John sometimes, because the other day he was like, I have one closet in the whole house. He's like, you've got the whole bathroom, the cabinets, the drawers. He's like, I just want this one closet and some books. Cause I was like probably bitching about something that he left, you know, like hang your towel on two hooks, not one because it gets musty or something. Cause I'm crazy. But it's, it's sometimes we can be, the girls can be a little cray cray, especially if you have a tiny apartment in New York and you don't realize how much space and privacy you need. So um, yeah, it's kind of a give and take. Oh, if if my husband told me that, complained about that problem, I'd be like, oh, honey, totally. You should probably buy us a bigger house. I know, (laughs) I know. Right, I'm I'm 100% with you, Jame. And for the record, while I have two closets in our bedroom and my husband has one, he has the biggest closet. Oh, and I was not happy about that, but not, not I got to. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So can we talk about like curb appeal? I want to talk curb appeal. I want to talk about any tips for kind of getting yourself out there, especially in the zoom age. Oh, Ooh, this is such a good one. Um, okay. So the most important thing in real estate is lighting, right? <gasps> The lights, every single light in the house needs to be on. I don't care if it's a beautiful day or what I like. I turn the the light on under the microwave. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, in dating, of course, properly light when you're when you're zooming. But the most important light comes from natural light coming through the windows in a house, right? So what's our natural light? It is our passion. And it's again. The theme attaching to our property, connecting to our property. So I found, you know, and we all have, you can get very stir crazy in during this time. And like you guys are doing for so many people, listening to your podcast, feeling connected, learning about new things out there. That's what I do. I podcast. And so that stimulates me. And then I can be more present for everyone else because I've been stimulated, right? I've heard something new. Go for a different walk. Do something. Everybody has to know their own property to understand how you're going to turn on your own lights. 
but the lights behind the eyes is the most important aspect because dim lights, and I don't mean, you know, romantically dimmed lights is just the least appealing of anything. Yeah. God, that was gold. Great advice. I don't know that I've ever even like, of all the like um, suggestions that I hear people give about dressing above the keyboard and dressing for the Zoom, that might have described it better than anything I've heard. Like that, that is exactly right. That's what people need to do, right? Because it's the only way we can connect. And even when we're out and about, people can't even see our smile. So if we're not Mm -mm. showing, if we're not lighting up, you know, from our eyeballs, it's like, what are we doing? The eyes are the windows to the soul. Light that up. I love that. It's called a smise, a smile in your <laughs> right. eyes. Tyra Banks taught us that. Wait, so can you tell us about um, your romance now and like how that all oh. came about and how you enacted your own marketing plan? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> well, uh, my husband is, his name is Mark. I call him Marky. And he is the last chapter of the book. And he's gorgeous and fun and he's Dutch. So he's super open-minded and just up for it. Just any kind of wacky thing that you say, let's go snowshoeing or let's go, you know, canoeing down the Connecticut river, whatever you throw at him. He's like, great, let's let's go, let's do it. So um, we have a wonderful time. We just had our 10th anniversary um, from the date of the last chapter. It's, it's been 13 years. So it's been it's been tried and true. Um, and we have little uh, six-year-old twin boys. And I have just... five-year-old twin girls. Oh, my God. Ooh, <laughs> I see a match coming up. I see a match yeah. coming up. I love that. I love that. I love that. And I, I would say I saw him at a party that I was miserable at. It was really a client's party. I didn't want to ruin the last chapter. But I would say out there to our listeners, um, He looked European to me. He certainly was super smoking hot and he had curb appeal. And so I decided to just walk right over to him. And, you know, I was with another friend and I just looked over and said, hi. And he said, hi. And then, um, you know, he left and um, went to the bathroom and I followed him and the rest is history. So you got to kind of go for what you want. And not let, you know, not let life happen. If you want something, go for it and and have confidence. And you know what? You know, it goes along with that in real estate. You got to be ready to get rejected so many times and be fine with it. You know, you know what people say at the end of a showing? All right. Well, um, good luck with this. It's like, honestly, it's almost like throwing the bird when they when they're leaving. I'm like, okay, great. Awesome. Totally. Everything in life, right? Like that's (laughs) advice. I feel like that's such great advice for all of us for our whole lives. Like you just go for it because what do you have to lose? Okay. You're going to get rejected, but if you don't, what if you'll never know what if, you know, if you don't try. Well, and the more you put yourself out there, literally, literally, the more you put yourself out there and can handle rejection, the more you don't care about the rejection. It's very funny that way. It's true. Yeah. And, and dating really is like practice makes perfect. And you got to, I mean, the more you sit around and wait for the perfect one, you know, the, the less you're getting out there and kind of getting, Um, getting, in my opinion, I find that dating was one of the most daunting things that I did. And I'm so glad to not be dating anymore. It's hard, man. And I feel for anybody out there, especially right now, but let me ask you this. And I just want to, we're going to, we're going to move on, but I really want to dovetail off of what you just said, because the the 
the Holly you were bringing forth was a very powerful, go after what you want kind of woman. And I can imagine that a woman in your position had a lot of men that were intimidated by your position Mm. of power. Can you Mm -hmm. talk to us a little bit about that? Because I know a lot of our listeners are badass women, right? They Mm -hmm. are powerful boss bitches. Mm -hmm. And I think that that really intimidates a lot of men. So how do you deal with that? Oh God. I mean, there were, there, there was seriously many moments when I was single that I thought, should I just go rent a studio? Actually, I owned a studio that I was renting out to someone else, but I'm like, should I kick him out and move into that so that they can come and feel like there's, they've saved me because that seems to be what they all wanted to do. They all wanted to save me when they walked into my loft which was above Gramercy Tavern. And it was spectacular, big, you know, 12 foot ceilings and dome windows and an 18th century, turn of the century building. Um, They would walk in and I I would see it. Hello, I read people's behavior, you know, body language for a living. And I would just see them kind of go white. They did not like it. And there was a moment where I had to decide if I was going to shrink myself or if I was going to make myself bigger. And you know what I did? Ladies. <laughs> Let me guess. We're going to like the answer. Yeah, I doubled down. I was like, you know what? Why don't we just take this and I'm going to double it. And I moved to Fifth Avenue over the park, over Madison Square Park on the sixth floor. So you get half the trees, half the city and not just the city, the Flatiron, the Credit Suisse clock tower. I mean, just gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous views. And I'm like, how about now? Anybody like me now? (laughs) Get it, girl. Get it. And Marky liked me. Marky liked me in that. that. that worked out. I was going to say, you know what? He walked into the room before we started recording and we all saw him on the Zoom. I could tell. I could tell from his vibe from four minutes that that is a good man right there and that Mm. you you guys compliment each other and that that is a beautiful partnership. So we are happy for you. you. We are happy for this book. We are having so much fun reading it. We've all been like calling each other like, oh my God, did you read this part yet? So Uh. it's a really fun read. I highly recommend everybody out there, go get it back on the market and Amazon. Amazon's where we want to direct them. Everywhere where books are sold. Yeah. And you can go to hollyparker.com and it just shows you a little about me and and you can go to direct uh, stores from there to to purchase it. And there'll be upcoming announcements and things that's, that's lots of fun. Well, we love that and we love you. And thank you for sharing your fun take with us today. All right. So uh, Heidi, I think you are going to lead us into our next guest because we are going to move on. We're going to take this love boat in a different direction. Ladies, listen up. This is a public service announcement. This year has whipped our collective butts. And if there's one gift we could and should be giving ourselves, it's the gift of pleasure. Jimmy Jane is founded on the inclusive principle that everyone deserves to experience shame-free, sex-positive pleasure to empower your overall well-being. They believe that sexual wellness should be unapologetically fun, adventurous, and, well, insanely hot. Their line of sex toys is modern, premium, and forward-thinking, and we're all about it. 
Whether you're single or coupled up, there's something for everyone from vegan massage oils to ergonomically designed vibrators to sexual wellness products to sensual massage oil candles. They have a fabulous Valentine's Day gift guide on their website, as well as well-priced Valentine's Day offers to give even the most timid shopper a reason to feel butterflies. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to jimmyjane.com for a discreet shopping experience. And pro tip, click through their blog posts for ideas on how to explore your adventurous side and learn some new techniques. Need another reason to shop? Use our code OFFTHEGRAM20 for 20% off at checkout site-wide. You're welcome. Okay, so it's Heidi here. Jordana Abraham is often called the Millennial Whisperer. And for good reason. Nine years ago, she co-founded Betches as a fun blog to speak her mind on everything from politics to celebrities, health to TV, and more. She quickly realized the unique potential the site had. Since then, they've expanded the Betches platform to include things like their successful podcast aptly titled You Up, hysterical and oh-so-relatable social content, a national comedy tour, and even two best-selling books. Her current passion project is her recently launched dating app called Ship, based on the popularization of the term shipping, which basically means celebrating relationships if you're old like us and didn't know. (laughs) Jordana wanted to celebrate not just the dating process, but the cultural phenomenon of bringing your friends in on the picking process, as us girls so often do. In other words, dating is no longer has to be a solo effort. So Jordana, this is fascinating and we're not really sure how we feel about it. So can you tell us why this is a better way to date and why ship already has become such a runaway success on this app scene? Sure. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we're really excited about ship, everything that ship has done. There's even been, uh, all the people who've been meeting each other, there's even been a couple of recent like ship engagements. So it's cool that we've been now around long enough that that's possibly been the case. So that's really exciting to see. How long is that? Um, We launched in January, 2019. So two years, I guess it's, it's coming up on its second anniversary. Um, And it's been great to see it spread. I mean, the way we came up with it really, um, you know, in partnership with match group is that, you know, we, we're, I'm a, I host a dating podcast. So we see a lot of emails. We get a lot. I have a, a good pulse about what's going on in the dating world. And what we've seen is like a lot of people feel really isolated with the way that dating apps have currently worked. There's like so many choices. People feel like disposable and it doesn't, it doesn't really get like fun. It's very like kind of, it feels like a second job. So we wanted to make that whole experience a lot more fun, which is how we came up with ship and like the idea of inviting your friends like into this dating process for you, especially like as you get older and all your friends are in different stages of lives. And this is like a great way to bring them together. And I think the cool thing about COVID is that people feel even more like estranged from their friends and like, you know, it's tougher to date too. So now you have people you can like do it with. They're along for the ride. It's like, it, it makes it less lonely and it also we ironically we wanted to mimic the experience of like going to a bar with your friends and like you know if you meet someone that's great but if you don't like you still had a great time and so now i mean when you can't even you definitely can't even go to a bar so this is the best the best thing that i think like the best second solution to that sorry i love that you just said the cool thing about covid that like is like literally <laughs> cool like thing. my favorite quote because no but there are silver linings and yeah, yeah. we learn new ways to do things right definitely totally. Yeah. I mean, I've learned so many new things in the past, I don't know, what has it been, 10 months or something? I feel like, I mean, obviously, 
terrible, horrible situation. But there are with everything, there's always like something some good or some silver lining, as you say. You were talking about how it's just so difficult, no bars, no restaurants, you know, dating. But for millennials, especially when it comes to dating, do you think, I mean, they're kind of still, I feel like still new at it, right? I don't know. What time do you start? What age do you start dating? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> is it Gen, Gen Z? Z? <laughs> Gen Z. Yeah. Gen Z is probably still new at it. Millennials, I think, have been like yeah, at it bit. for a bit. But this um, is like a shock to the system because it's a whole other, they're thrown into this whole other way of doing it now. Yeah, I think I mean, from what I've I've seen, like just reading emails from the podcast and speaking to people out there like the it's it's tougher in some ways. And I also think in some ways it can be helpful. Like I think that, you know, if you the idea that if you want to date someone, you kind of have to have this like video chat with them or you have to be like texting. It sort of does force people to maybe get to know each other better before they like get physical or get intimate, which I think in some ways can be like helpful. Like if I were out there dating, I feel like it'd be a great way to weed out the guys who were just trying to hook up because if they didn't want to FaceTime, mm-hmm. you kind of like know that pretty early on. Right. Well, can we talk about you up? Because let me tell you this. So <laughs> I worked in PR for like a gazillion years before kind of shifting to what I do now. And every girl in my office, every millennial and Gen, Gen Z girl in my PR office, every time you up came out the new episode, they were like, Oh my God, did you listen? So can you tell me a little bit about how like your knowledge on dating from having that platform parlayed into this? Sure. Like parlayed into ship. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you up was founded a little before shit back in like 2017, I think it was. Um, And it really was like, it was sort of like a little bit of battle of the sexes because we have I co hosted with a comedian, Jared Freed. And he's kind of like, he likes to say he's like the average guy. He like has that response. I think he's maybe like a little not worse, but like maybe a, a little more trying to hook up than even the average guy. So what's great about it is like, it's sort of this battle of the sexes. We go through all these different scenarios and he'll kind of tell you like what someone who's like mostly just trying to hook up will do or say in a scenario. Um, and I've learned a lot through that. And like, I think it's very interesting to hear like the male point of view for some, from someone who's like not trying to hook up with you, not trying to date you, not trying to like swindle you, just telling you like, this is how, um, millennial men a lot of millennial men who are single and out there are acting and sort of here's how to be like empowered with this information um and get around it and then the other part of it is like the idea behind you up is also like modern dating so it's like your parents didn't have to date like this there was a totally different situation back then so they didn't have to deal with you know what if he's looking at my instagram story but he's not answering my text like what does that mean or you know i met him on a dating app um like does that make a does that does that make a difference or should I, you know, how, how do I approach sending the first message on a dating app? That's not something your parents to date. And I also think that women especially are dealing with a lot of stuff where it's like, you don't know, there's so many different ways to contact you. And some of them are so low lift that it can be really easy to think someone is like putting in effort when they're not like, it takes almost no effort to answer a text. Whereas like for our parents, you had to call them up, take them out. Now it's like, I can watch your Instagram story. I can reply to a a DM. I can slide into your DMS. And like, you can think that we're in this closer relationship, but we're really not because it's really not that much effort. I mean, you could, a guy can like your picture and you're yeah. like, oh my God, we're getting married. And like, <laughs> he, hit the heart. he hit the heart with his thumb. That's it. And that's the qu- kind of question we get all the time. Like he said, he doesn't, he's not looking for a relationship, but he keeps like, 
you know, responding to all my stories. He keeps uh, liking all my pictures. Like, why is he doing this? Um, and that's something most people, I mean, generations before us did not have to deal with. <laughs> why is he doing that? What's the answer? <laughs> So So, that he can like leave the door open to hook up with you. Right. Or is it that like, are they intimidated to like actually, because I find like maybe just the texting or the, where you don't have to do the face-to-face video or anything like that. The next step, maybe they're prolonging, you know, they're trying to hold on to the part where they have to actually really verbalize somehow, you know, talking or pick up the phone or I don't know, video chat, whatever you do, whatever's after the heart or the text. It's like a way to be less vulnerable. Yeah. You're saying Yeah, I definitely think that's another thing. I mean, with this form of dating where it's like, you don't have to look someone in the eye, you can ghost them if you want to break up with them. You don't have to be vulnerable and just tell someone the truth. You can sort of just like ignore them or like give them a lot of mixed messages. So it is tougher in some ways, but in some ways, obviously, it's a lot better than it used to be. I think every generation has its pros and its cons. Like it's so it's great, especially in COVID to be able to meet people via dating apps. Like if we didn't have that, what would you really do? Yeah. What would you do? Um, can you tell us a little bit how ship works? Because Christina and I were joking earlier, like, I mean, because we're both married, but it's like, wow, we could even have a place on a dating app now because we could be participating with a friend. Maybe. So this is Heidi. Yeah. And I was talking to my best friend about it and she's divorced. And, and I was like, I don't know. I'm so picky. I don't know that I could let somebody else like do anything for me. And she was like, well, pfft. I don't have such a great track record. So I think I'd like that. And so I just, I thought it was fascinating. Yeah. I mean, that's one of my favorite parts about it is that like, I can be on it. I'm engaged. I'm my, I have sync, but I have, I'm in a place in my life where I have a lot of friends who are still single. So it's great. I like basically with, if you're in a relationship, you can invite anyone to swipe for you. They can also be single or they can be in a relationship. You invite them to swipe for you. We even have a new, new, um, feature called ship party where you can live swipe with your friends so you can like see them over video chat through the app and be like looking at guys together which is kind of cool because it also like takes you back to like when you're at a bar and you're you're all like looking at a guy across the room like that guy's really cute you should talk to him but now you can actually like match her for him which is great um because i also think it's really fun to set people up i mean i bet through a setup um i think it's just a great way to meet people and it's great because you sometimes have blind spots to your own dating issues do you know what i mean like it's so much harder for you to see it when you're in it and your friend can be like no we're not dating guys who put pictures like that like he's clearly like not going to be good news Um, i was set up on a blind date and to this day like every year on our we just had our eight years married, nine years together, like anniversary this week. And the person who set us up, like this will never not be a special month in my relationship with her as a friend. You know what I mean? Because I thank her every year for like changing my life. It's monumental. Totally. There's almost like no bigger way to affect someone's life than to set them up with someone that they're going to have like a long-term lasting, meaningful relationship with. And your kids, obviously, um, thank her too. Yeah, totally. Can you just like tell us, can we just talk about Betches for a minute? Because, you know, I don't know, I'm sure most of our audience knows what Betches is, but like in case someone didn't, could you just tell everybody what it's all about? It's obviously a huge cultural phenomenon. Sure. So Betches uh, was founded in 2011 by me and my two co-founders. We were living together in college. Um, and basically, it, it has transformed into a media company. We have you know, nine podcasts. We have three books. We have a very large Instagram following, TikTok. And we really expanded into like a bunch of different areas that really just affect women in different ways. So, you know, you up is our dating and relationships vertical. But we also have Diet Starts Tomorrow. That's like our wellness vertical. We have... Um, Betch's moms, Betch's brides. Um, and we're really just trying to like speak to women the way they speak to each other about issues that are important in their lives and like 
have a little fun with them. Like we try to like have you learn something, but also like be really entertained and just kind of be able to like put your brain on a shelf, especially now with like the craziness in the world. It's really just a place for people to escape and laugh and like kind of commiserate about like a lot of the different things that affect us. And how many Instagram accounts do you guys have as Betches? Like you mentioned, believe, Betches Brides, Betches Moms, yeah. Betches. I believe we have about nine. I think I'd have to Amazing. double check that. To There's make sure really that- truly something for everyone on this, like on, you know, within your sphere. There's a yeah, Betches looking- account on Instagram for everyone. That I knows. travel too. I didn't realize yes. the travel one. I just, I was looking at your main one and then I saw all the others, but um, some of them are just hysterical. When I, when I scroll through, I'm like, I just send them to everybody. I'm like, this is exactly what I'm thinking right now. <laughs> I, yeah. I was oh, going to say, you. if there's, if there's one thing that like 2020 was, it was the year of sending memes from Betches to your friends. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like it defined 2020. We'll take that. Thank you. Yeah. We've uh, um, yeah, we try to hit you at any point in your life when you could be going through something that like um, needs a little relatability. Betch's moms. We just launched uh, this past summer and I'm not a mom, but I, I love it. I think it's so funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, well, it's mom life in general is hilarious. If you choose to, you either want to like kill yourself or like, you're like, okay, this is funny. <laughs> Which is why the Betches lens is so great for it, because (laughs) I mean, that's what we try to do with everything, even like bridal stuff. I mean, I'm getting married and it's like it's so stressful, but it's also like so ridiculous and such a first world problem. Like everything having to do with it is like so absurdly like unnecessary. But that's where the humor comes in because it's also extremely stressful. So it's I imagine it's kind of like being a mom, except for probably that's a little more important. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. We have our moments. Same, same. Wait, wait, tell us about like um, your uh, fiance. I was going to say your husband. Um, <laughs> How did you guys meet? And when are you guys getting married? I think people like to know that stuff. I know I do. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, um, in a true ship fashion, we were we, were, we met before ship existed, but we did get set up. Um, also, my friend from college was dating his friend from high school and they set us up um, and we've been dating about three and a half years. We got engaged last August. Um, and I'm getting married in November of this year. Fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> I hope in Mexico. Oh, I hope. oh my Same. sister got married in Mexico. It was a very good choice. I and hope. Christine yeah. and I were talking about a Mexico wedding right before we logged on. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, wow. Are you oh, going to like stream place. it from one of the apps or something? Or like, are you, I'm sure you're going to do something amazing, but where can we, can we watch it somewhere? Is it going to happen? <laughs> Is it going to appear? <laughs> the Royal Betches wedding. It will definitely to. be all over Betches and Betches Bride specifically, but, um, you know, maybe I'll do a, a live stream. I'll hope, I'm just hoping that it's not at the point yeah. where like everyone has to watch over live stream at that point. But yeah. right. you know, we'll right. see. So if there are people out there who are single and this is our Valentine's Day show. So like, you know, there's a lot of people that are single and just feeling not so great about it because this year just has been so hard, so hard for people to meet people. Um, what's your advice to them? I mean, you are kind of a like a maybe an accidental dating guru. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I would say my advice to people is like, again, there's a silver lining in every situation. So, I mean, obviously it's, it's very tough time to be single. There's a lot of feeling of isolation, especially probably if you're in a 
uh, state like New York, um, where no, you know, everything is shut down. It's very hard to meet for an outdoor date. Like I totally get that. But what I do think it is, it's a great, I, the great thing about this year or the one good thing about this year is that people really have time to reflect on like what they really want and who they really are. And where, and you see that constantly people are moving jobs, moving places, moving, um, re- moving relationships. A lot of relationships have either like accelerated or completely like fallen apart. Um, so I do think it's a great time to just like think inwardly about what you really want out of a relationship. And then also, I think it's a great time to weed out guys who are not in it for the reasons that you are and not, maybe not looking for a serious relationship. Um, and I do think FaceTime dates are a great way to get to know people. I think that they, if you do them right, if you make them like hot, if you make them um, a little romantic, and I think there are ways to do that, if you put real effort into it. Um, and if you you know use apps like Ship that connect you not just to guys, but also to your friends, there's a way to make it fun. And I think if you go into anything with a positive attitude and that you're going to make the most of it out of it. Like, I do think you can still meet people. I love that. Uh, Holly Parker, who was our guest earlier in the show said, you know, the biggest thing that she would recommend for like people that are zoom dating or FaceTime dating is just that people see your authentic sparkle. You know, there's a lot of advice out there about what blouse to wear, but she's like, that's not the thing. You know, the thing is like, what is coming through your eyes and, and are you really connecting? And I think maybe, maybe that is it, right? Like we're not just swiping now. We really do have to like get to know people and connect in a whole new way. So I really love that advice. I love the fact that there is hope out there for people who are maybe feeling a little hopeless and it doesn't need to go down like that. And thank God for you and ship and all the people showing us how to do it because we're old married ladies. So maybe we forgot <laughs> a little bit, but well, you guys can get on there too. We have a lot to. of people have their moms on there swiping for them too. Oh my um, God. That's genius. Yeah. Oh, like horrible. next level. I don't know which. <laughs> Depending on your relationship with your mom, I can right. see that going either way. Bob's kebabs. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much, Jordana. We loved having you here. We love the idea of ship. I, if you're single, go out there, get your friends in on the process. Super duper fun. Thank you for helping us celebrate love today. It was awesome. And thank you everybody for tuning in at home. We appreciate you. Don't forget to follow us on the gram at off the gram podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to this show. So you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time.